listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of our podcast special, The Gory Details, the series where we interview horror figures from all walks of life and give them an opportunity to speak about their experiences. As usual, I'm Palmer, and today we've got a man of many talents. He's an author, motivational speaker, and now an actor. Horror fans will know him as Cuddly Bear, and he's one of the best parts of the latest rendition of Puppet Master called The Littlest Reich. Uh, With me, I've got Charles Skeeta Jenkins. How you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, I got to open up with the most obvious question. Skeeta, nickname? Yeah. (laughs) How'd Uh, you get it? I'm from Louisiana, so growing up in Louisiana, I was so skinny. You can hula hoop. I can hula hoop in the Cheerio. (laughs) From from about the eighth grade to the ninth grade, uh, around ninth grade basketball, uh, football, started playing football, got in the gym, and uh, they used to call me Mosquito. Oh. And at the at one of the athletic banquets, the coach was like, we cannot call you Mosquito no more. You're too big. So they just shortened it to Skeeter, and it stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you've definitely filled out since then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so to kick things off, I found an old interview with you from – around 2010 that you did for KPLE TV. Uh, I found yeah. it on I found it on YouTube. In it you talked about doing some writing uh, including a book of poetry called the the little book that could and a yeah. children's book called Believe in Yourself Bruce. That yes. right there is a far cry from acting. So <laughs> do you do you still write at all? I do. I I haven't set and written something in a while, but I have some stuff in the oven that um, I'm just trying to do one thing at a time and get that, get my foot, my feet wet with the acting. And then eventually when I get some time, I'm going to go back and, and finish writing some stuff that I do. But I just have a love for people and a love for just motivating kids. Cause I was one of those kids that gave teachers a hard time. <laughs> I was too. I was too. I definitely can uh and uh, can share experiences in that realm. Uh in the interview you also talked about working for a nonprofit at the time, helping children in need of foster care. Do you still do that in any way? I do. I've been doing that for about twenty years. I work for a, a foster care agency here in Texas, uh called the Giacosa Foundation and uh, hopefully one day um I can do the acting full time. It's it's getting to the point. Yeah, I was gonna say you got to be close, right? <laughs> I know I noticed some of your projects in the future. We'll talk about those in the in just a bit here. But uh, tell me about your your most rewarding experiences. I guess working with children. Um, the most rewarding is just to see a child. Well, not just children, but as they get older, to finally everything click and and they get it that mm-hmm. um that if you work hard enough you can do and be anything that you want to be so the so the most rewarding um 
it's just having kids come back and say, thank you for the encouragement uh, along the way. You don't know what it meant to me. And I bet that happens a lot more frequently than, than most would think, right? Oh, yeah. You know, it's just in foster care, they report, the, you know, when things are going bad. They rarely report when things uh, are going are going well. And that that's just the way the system is. But that's a lot of good that goes on. But there's also a lot of bad that goes on as well. So what, what being somebody who works closely with, with foster care, what would you th- say needs to happen to kind of reform the system? What would you like to see change? I think uh, the perception of foster care. A lot of people think that foster parents get in it just for the money. And don't get me wrong, there are some that do. But after, um, after they get to pay all the kids' expenses and just feed them and, and pay electricity and light and water, all of that stuff adds up and that money goes fast. It's, it's people, uh, the people that I enjoy working with the most are the people with just heart. They're really people with hearts of gold that just really and truly feel called to do it. And they really want to help kids just, you know, um, the Bible talks about one man plants another water and the good Lord gives the increase. And I think when you get good foster parents, they they buy into that and they believe it that, you know what, this child may not be in my home till they're 18, but what am I going to do uh, during the time that the child is in my home to make a difference in their life? Hmm. Well, Skeeter, I got to say, you seem like a great soul, and you've definitely got an inspiring presence on screen. So <laughs> even in the midst of like all the carnage that takes place on like Littlest Reich, uh, so I got to ask, you know, what, what drew you into acting? Like, like I said, that's a far cry from what you were doing before. Well, you're going to love this story about Five, I think about five years ago, one of my uh, professors at UMHB, his wife, asked me to do a improv video. You know, I always wanted to act, but just never knew how to do it. Right. And she asked me to do an improv video to help them promote a film that she was a part of. And I did it. The funny part is you could tell that I never acted before because it was a period piece and everybody dressed up in their period piece costumes. Right. And I was dressed in a (laughs) t-shirt. But the director liked it. He thought I was a natural. And uh, the the beautiful part, though, is Michael Clark Duncan was cast as a cameo in this role. Well, it was around the time that he passed away. And so, so the director thought he and I resembled each other. Mm-hmm. And I had a deep voice. He had a deep voice. And I got to play a cameo role. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it was fun. And I decided after that, I was like, okay, I really need to start studying and going to classes just so I can have a presence of basically knowing what I'm doing. So I guess in terms of studying and, and classwork and that kind of thing, what kind of stuff did you did you find helped you the most? Um, that's an acting coach in Austin, and I'm pretty sure he's going to like this <laughs> shout out. But two of them, uh, Mona Lee, she's a Juilliard grad, and a guy named Maurice Moore. I started going to classes with them. And then I have a friend named Jesse George who was in those classes. And he and I uh, work hard together. He pushed me. I pushed him. But a mixture of going to classes and working and 
and reading and doing monologues and just practicing. You know, I played football in college, and and one of the things you do if you want to get better, you practice, you practice, you just practice, practice, practice. And that, I think some of those skills I learned from football and playing basketball carried over into acting, and I still, you know, read scripts, uh, read monologues, memorize monologues. Do I always want to have something in my belt for the next just in case I'm in an audition and the director say, hey, I need you to do something different than you did. Just have something in my tool belt. Gotcha. Yeah, you definitely you definitely have a variety of roles from that. I found a few theatrical reels uh, on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, so so I was looking through some of them. And I mean, like you channel you channel some pretty intense moments. Um, there's some, there's some scenes I, and I've never seen some of the stuff, the, the other stuff that you've been in and in full disclosure. Uh, but, but was some scenes looked like a, you were like a coal miner. looks like well, there yeah. was one in particular where it looks like you were, you were praying, uh, praying to God, like while you were crying in a room and, and a yeah. few other things. And I mean, how do you, how do you find yourself channeling the energy necessary to kind of, um, portray those intense moments? One of the things is, is just being natural. And I am a, a, a big people's person. So if, if I want to be emotional in the scene, I watch something that's inspirational to me. Things like uh, you, you're going to find you probably find this funny. But uh, one of them is uh, American Idol. When someone <laughs> have a great story that they just come from. I mean, they just struggle and then they get on the stage and all the it just does something to me. It it inspires me. But at the same time, sometimes it gives me tears of joy if I got to get emotional. Right. Or, I just, or if, it's, if it's something bad, I just put my girls, I have two little girls, and I just put them in that situation. And immediately, the, uh, that old heart, something about me seeing people hurting or people getting excited, it excites me in a, in a good way. Okay. All right. Uh that makes any sense it does it makes perfect sense i mean i feel like you've got to kind of borrow from your own experiences in order to yeah. to do things right and i think it's like oh. it's it's like that in any art form i'm pretty sure you gotta just draw from from what you know um yes. so with with that being said what are what are some of your favorite films favorite films uh favorite horror film i can tell you that right off the bat is a uh, nightmare on elm street yeah buddy yeah. <laughs> Hey, you're talking about, I'll, I'll never forget Nightmare on Elm Street, and I'm going to tell you why. One thing we all have to do is sleep, and I refuse to go to sleep after I watch that movie. <laughs> and, uh, I, my wife probably going to kill me for telling this story, but uh, 12 years old, I went to bed that night because I refused to go to the bathroom. I refused to sleep, uh-huh. and the digestive system being as it is, I had to go. <laughs> but Freddie, it I just couldn't wrap my brain around uh I don't know. Freddie just he really scared me. <laughs> yeah. I had I had kind of an opposite experience with that. I've heard that people who listen to this podcast are gonna be like, Oh god, this story again. But uh yeah, <laughs> when I was a kid I uh I used to get really bad night terrors and uh Freddie or seeing Freddie at a young age kind of taught me that I could fight back in my dreams, kind of taught me how, how to, how to fight fear, I guess. Cause that's kind of Whoa. the whole premise of the film. Right. So as a, res- as a result, like it, it, it really helped me 
get over these these genuinely awful dreams that I had as a kid. And and for that reason, I mean that movie that movie means the world to me. That whole series. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what about non horror films? What are what are some of your favorites out of other genres? Um, I'm definitely a, a Equalizer fan, but my all time classic is Tombstone. <laughs> Tombstone, yeah, nice, nice. I like your taste. That's, I gotta say, that's one film I can watch over and over and over and over again and never be, uh, never get tired of it. Gotcha. And Denzel, and Denzel is really making me a fan of Equalizer. I I just really love the the action sequence in it. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen I've seen the first one. I actually had to just re- recently rewatch the first one for for a, a work thing that I'm a part of. We talk, we get together and talk about movies once a month. Uh, That's pretty. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun little like thing to do with with a bunch of coworkers. But we talked about the first Equalizer. I still haven't seen the second one. Is it any Is it any good? Have you seen it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Awesome, awesome. I'll definitely have to check that out. Uh, so. I guess these these movies uh, have they inspired your acting in any way? Do you have any oh, uh, particular actors I, that you channel? Yeah, sometimes I have to watch a movie uh, twice. The first time is to for enjoyment, and the second time usually to steal, like just steal things I like that other actors do that mm-hmm. I think is pretty cool. <laughs> okay, um, so jumping into latest Puppet Master. Uh, how'd you connect with this project? Um, another, I'm full of stories. My, uh, my agent at the time, uh, from Louisiana, they sent me this audition, um, this request to audition in Dallas, Texas. I live in Temple, which is about two and a half hours away. Mm -hmm. And I went to the audition, um, did the audition and I had the lines memorized, but it was the first time a casting director asked me to be physical and physical in the sense of being a bartender as I delivered the lines. And let's just say in my head, it did not go well. <laughs> I was doing so much of moving with my hands. I was forgetting the lines. And so after I left, I deleted everything from that project, you know, kind of out of mind, out of sight. So I wouldn't have to think about it. Right. You know, you always, I could have did this better. And I was like, Nope. I'm not going to do that. I'm enough. If they want me, they want me. Well, I did this one thing uh, in the audition, in the slate, and it it actually got me the role. I said, uh, my name is Skeeter, Skeeter Jenkins. And the director said, I mean, the producer, I asked him when I got cast in the film, I said, uh, what made y'all cast me? He said, whatever you do in your auditions, you need to always do Skeeter Skeeter Jenkins. He said, the minute we heard that, we knew you were our cuddly bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what did you do to kind of prepare yourself for the role? You know, I uh, first I, w- I went back and watched the, the first Puppet Master. Because mm-hmm. I, I have to be honest, I wasn't a fan. I never got into Puppet Master. I was just one of those people. And uh it was the first, and it was the first ever horror film I did. <laughs> so, and 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 to top it off, my first day on set was the blood scene you see with me and the puppet. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, not only am I uh, new to the horror genre, 
my first day on set, I'm filled in all that blood you saw on the floor. I was like, wow, what a way to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely entering with a bang, right? <laughs> oh. um, so when we reviewed the film a couple months back, one of the one of our biggest points of concern was whether or not Cuddly Bear survives. Uh, you made us realize that he did. You, you pointed us in the right direction, and we were really happy about that. So I guess the question is, well, would you be interested in returning for a sequel? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> and what what would you like to see out of a sequel? You know, I've I've been playing with different things uh, in my head, but one of them was um, just a cuddly bear puppet taking on the other puppets. That'd be pretty awesome. And, <laughs> that was something I just thought of, but uh, I've been talking to the to the producer because. I'm gonna let the 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 cat out the bag, and you probably seen it on IMDb. Uh-huh. I got uh, I got cast in Satanic Panic. Oh yes, we did uh, notice that. Yeah, with Chelsea Stardust, and mm-hmm. it's done by uh, Center State people and Fangoria again. And Dallas uh, Sonier, in talking with them, he was like, "Man, you are gonna be surprised how many people ask for a Cuddly Bear spinoff." So that's, it's just been, and I may be jumping into your question a little bit, but it's just been amazing to see how people have been responding to Cutley Bear. I'm like, I'm literally blown away. You you got this novice actor who's probably the first biggest role he's done. And I didn't expect people to embrace Cutley Bear the way they have, but uh, it's been pretty, it's been pretty humbling and I just like to I'm a I'm a grateful person and always like to be thankful and I just thank those guys cuz they could have you know they could have cast anyone in LA for that role cuz it it was a really cool role and they chose me and I I think I'm just thankful for the opportunity cuz it's been awesome just the other day a couple of weeks ago I was in Chick-fil-A getting some mm-hmm. getting a breakfast and someone you're a Cuddly Bear. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so you're starting to get that recognition and stuff, huh? Yeah. So she got her little selfie to post on Facebook. She was like, we just we just watched the movie, and here you go. Can I get a picture for my daughter? She's not going to believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you were easily one of the best parts of the film, so the fact that they went with you, I mean, I don't think it would have been the same if they went with anybody else. Uh, I appreciate yeah, yeah. Um, so I got to ask you, um, what was it like being around all the, the the effects? I mean, the movie's pretty pretty gory. You got plenty of plenty of practical effects all over the screen. What was it like working working around all that and kind of having to deal with with these puppets and all that? You know, the, um, I I didn't get to see none of the other scenes because they planned them out pretty good. And for my scene, I only uh, I just dealt with. Uh, the puppet I had, and the only blood I saw was the was the blood in the room mm-hmm. uh, with me. Oh, so you you didn't actually get to firsthand see any of the the other stuff that was going on. You kind of just shot your scenes, and then you were done. Yeah, okay. I shot scenes, and then uh, but I got to hang around Tom Thomas Lennon, Barbara Crampton, Michael Perret, Udo Kier uh, for a uh, uh, a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Pez Hughes. Charlene Yee and Bayer, who played it. 
it, it was just an amazing experience because those guys are, you think Thomas Lennon, who uh, is in almost everything, uh, but he's so down to earth. It's, it's so amazing. And I'll tell you what, even at, as the role as Cutley Bear, I was like, you know what? There's one scene I know I'm going to be in. Even if they cut me out of everything else, it was the scene with the little boy. Because you know why? That's Tom Lennon's little boy. Oh, is that, <laughs> Yeah. That's so amazing. Was, that was one of his things. He was like, if I be in it, I want my son to play that role. And, of course, Tom's the man. And I got to work with this little boy. It was just amazing. At first, this little boy didn't want anything to do with me, which I don't blame him. You got a big 6'3 guy, and he's about four, two foot nothing. <laughs> I mean, not that. He's a little taller. Yeah. But uh, the more I got to talk with him and to just hang out with him, he warmed up to me, and it made the scene that much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was definitely one of the best parts of the movie. <laughs> um, so I got to ask you, is, is, is Thomas Lennon, are Thomas Lennon and Charlene Yee, are they as funny off camera as they are on camera? Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, I've been a huge fan of, of Lennon in particular since like the Reno 911 days. Oh yeah, I think everybody knows him from Reno 911 because he's just, the dude is just hilarious. He's funny when he's not even trying to be funny. I can he's imagine. One of those, and he talks 60 miles an hour. Tom, <laughs> yes, I it if you're listening to this he talks like 60 miles an hour and i know he was like i had to t say it a couple what and he says up what because <laughs> he talks so fast right but he's a fan so uh after you saw the movie when it premiered uh we one thing that we kind of discuss on the cast in general with every horror movie that we analyze is like what what our favorite kills were so i'd be remiss if i didn't ask you the same question what was your favorite kill of the movie i think it has to be the toilet <laughs> Ever, you can't see the other two but they're they're nodding their heads in agreement uh yeah that was definitely one of the, the best the best ones in the film because we didn't get to see it, and with all of that blood, you know, just from being on a, a panel with, with uh, Tate Steinsick and a question and answer, he said they did that take one time. Really? And they got it right the first time, and it was like, that's a wrap on this scene, because we know it ain't going to go that way anymore. times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when it works, it works, right? Yeah, so they got it right the first time. And it was, when I saw it, I was like, what is that thing? Oh my god! <laughs> it was definitely one of the more shocking parts of the film. <laughs> um, so you've got a few projects in the works. Uh, one of them we kind of mentioned a little bit, but but before we jump into that, uh, let's talk about the Penitent Thief, uh, which sees you starring next to Kevin freaking Sorbo. Yeah, how's progress on that? And is there a tentative release date? They trying to release it around April for Easter. You know, it's a it's a uh, it's a faith based. Uh, I don't think they. Pro I I think it's a faith based project. Kevin Sorbo. Uh, I love the storyline. It's you, you always get movies about Paul and everybody else, but this story is about uh, it's about the lives the life of the two thieves that were on the cross with Jesus. Oh, and that's so interesting. I play, yeah, so I play a character named Ma uh, Melchior. And so uh, he's one of the wise men. And 
you're going to get a kick out of my accent that I had to use. It was pretty cool. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing what that's all about. What was it yeah. uh what was it like working with with Hercules? <laughs> well, you know, the that uh I didn't get to work with him. He oh. did, He shot all of his stuff in LA. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh so you had mentioned the one coming up with Chelsea Stardust. Uh, and that definitely has our interests, uh, Satanic Panic. I mean, that's something we've talked about a whole bunch of times on the cast, just the whole like Satanic Panic movement that happened in, in the 80s and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so can you give us any details? Well, I shot my scenes yesterday, so which was pretty cool. Uh, Heli Griffith, remember that name. She's fresh and up and coming, and uh, the kid has skills. She plays the, one of the lead roles in it across from Rebecca Romaine and uh, I got to hang out with them and shoot with them yesterday. Then they got, they got a co- they got a comedian in it as well. I was shocked, <laughs> and he is funny. I don't know if you know if you if you get a chance tonight, look up Mike uh, Winfield. He's pretty funny. Okay, all right, we'll look into that. Uh, have you worked with a female director before? No. Um, yes, I did. I take that back. I worked with a female director. Uh, at UT, I try to do a bu- as many projects at the University of Texas as I can. And one of the reasons is you're going to when when you do work with them, you're filming on some really nice cameras <laughs> and the quality of what you do comes out really good. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But I, I shot a thing called Bad Things. Mm-hmm. It, it's with a little girl named Kayla. I played uh, her father in it. The, one of the things I'm trying to do, and I, I think you probably see it, is I just don't want people to put me in a box where you just play this role. So that's why I'm playing a plethora. I've been a doctor, I've been a lawyer, I've been a pastor. And this weekend, I'm in a production called Apocalypse Experience. I'm playing the evil one, the devil. Oh, wow. All right. So I'm putting on a, uh, they have this silicone mask that I wear, and uh, it kind of freaks people out a little bit. Yeah, I can imagine. It's talking a deep, gruffy, welcome to hell. <laughs> I can imagine that would scare the shit out of yeah. a few people. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, been pretty, it's been pretty fun to watch. I have to keep myself from laughing because the guys come in. We do a little scene for them and the guys come in all buff up. And then when I get close to them, they move back to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chelsea, Chelsea is somebody we've been kind of keeping an eye on. Uh, we, we've talked about her a couple of times on the cast. Uh, what's it like working directly with her? What's she like in person? Let me just tell you, she's an actor's director. Mm-hmm. And what I'm, yeah, she is just, my whole experience on set yesterday was just awesome and fun. She makes it fun. She was like, uh, you know, Skeet, if you if you don't get the lines right, guess what? We can film it again. You know, just just little just little things. And uh, she does a, a great job of making people feel comfortable before you even get on set. Even in a little rehearsal we did before we did the actual scenes. And she always came up to you. Hey, great. Just very encouraging, inspiring. And uh, I, I hope that she liked what I did with the character, uh, Mr. Styles, bringing him to life. And I think, uh, you may see me in, uh, in some more Fangoria stuff. They, they are really liking me. I'm liking them and it's just a good marriage. 
Well, good. Tell us, tell us a little bit what it, what it, what it's like working with Fangoria in general. Fangoria, you know, that's uh, Dallas. It goes back to Dallas Sonier and Amanda Presmick, and uh, but mainly Dallas. He started it. He started Center State first, and he 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 was in L.A. Came back to Texas to to just start the independent world where he can. He saw a lot of stuff, and now he wants to do stuff more of his way and you know that's why puppet master was unrated so just think about it if puppet master would have been rated r you wouldn't see any of those kills that you saw because they would have just took all of that out because it was too uh they would i mean especially the kill with the baby and the mom that was just it was pretty brutal (laughs) that was pretty brutal that was definitely brutal uh, yeah, I, I think we're all kind of enjoying the movement that's coming out of, of Fangoria, um, and we're, we're really looking forward to seeing more of that. And I think they're just going to get better and better, because Tate Steinsick, the same FX guy, I spoke with him today, he's on set doing the special effects for that one, and then he's actually going to be directing, uh, oh man, him and Barbara Crampton. Barbara's going to be a producer, Tate's going to be the director on... Uh, it's it's another one of those ah you gotta be kidding me it has went away from me you know the name of it it's ah, when the guys in the basement Castle Free oh oh what oh yeah they remaking Castle Free I didn't know that that's yeah. crazy now you know <laughs> today I learned <laughs> that's amazing I'm really looking forward to that I had no idea that that was in the works at all I thought Puppet Master was gory I think it's gonna. They're gonna try to top what they did with Puppet Master. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean, if they're remaking, remaking Castle Freak, they're gonna have to up the ante. I think uh, oh, that, that first one's pretty, pretty graphic as it stands. <laughs> um, so as a whole, I mean, you seem to have been kind of like we talked about before, uh, well received by the horror community. Um, oh my and and I guess. Have you run into? I know you said you had the incident at Chick Fil A, but is it becoming more commonplace for you to run into people that recognize you? Or it is, and and you know, small. T- I live in a small town, and not many people. Are, just from asking people, not many people are fans of horror films. But uh, you're in it. They 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 really can't believe I'm in it because I've never done anything horror. So you know, it's either been faith based or just regular films and. People sit and like, you're in it? Well, I'm just going to watch it for that. And then after they watch it, it was like, man, you were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's just been amazing. So uh, you seem like you're a pretty big family man. What was your what was your family's reaction to, to the first time they saw the film? Well, my girls are definitely not going to see it until they turn 18, I think. <laughs> but my wife there. went... My wife went to the premiere with me in Dallas, and to my surprise, uh, she's actually a horror film fan. She watches them more than I do, and I was just shocked and never covered her eyes. She watched the whole thing, and uh, and she's also my audition partner. It's kind of funny. Uh, She gets thrown into being the reader off camera with me a lot, and a couple people have said, hey, man. We want you, but who's that reading? <laughs> they, I say, oh, that's my wife. She's not an actor. Has she thought about it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, in the future, you might have a, there might be room for a husband-wife role. I uh, know she's a teacher, so she she's used to 
making all those different voices. <laughs> so, yeah, so they really love that. Um, I we're getting ready to wrap up here. What what advice do you have for actors trying to kind of trying to kind of make it in in Hollywood and in films in general these days? Take advantage of every moment. Uh, yeah, just take advantage of every moment, and you have to believe that you are enough. You know, when when you go in the casting room, you can't control what the outcome is going to be, but if you do, all you can do is do your best, be your best, and just always know inside that you're enough. Because I just through classes and working with other people, I think some people take it too serious when they don't get a role. And and um, I'm one of the people that just sit back and was like, I never want to be in that predicament. And I grew up in Louisiana. My grandmother, uh, my grandmother, mom, them taught me to always work. So that's why I have a job. And uh, like you said, family, man, I got to take care of my family first. And I just don't see how actors make it without being a Denzel Washington or being someone, Tom Cruise, or someone who is acting all the time. Mm -hmm. And as far as sleeping on couch and couch and starving actors, I know people that do it. And uh, my hat goes off to them. But I'm I just I'm just not wired like that. I have to work. And even as I act, though, I'm always going to do stuff with my hands or with people because it keeps me grounded. It keeps me humble. And even when I'm on set, there's no, hey, I can't talk to extras. I can't talk to the crew. No. If anybody know me on set, they know I'm coming to talk to everybody there. That's just, But that's just me. Mm-hmm. That's just how I roll. And it's just been fun, man. And I truly... Uh, appreciate you taking the time and allowing me to be on the show. It it really means a lot. And thanks for reaching out. And uh, the Cutler Bear love it biscuits. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna get me some shirts with biscuits on it. You absolutely and, uh, should. I would buy one definitely in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> and and the other shirt is gonna be uh, Cutler Bear's got principles, but he also got priorities. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Uh, Skeeter, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, you've, oh, been, you- you've been really wonderful, and I, I, I gotta say, you're an inspiration, and 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 we've we've really enjoyed the heck out of this experience. Uh, are there any last things you'd like to plug before we wrap up this episode? No, just well, a couple. Just I said no, and then I'm talking about them. <laughs> uh, that's just a couple. Uh, hey, stay tuned for Satanic Panic. I think people are gonna be just amazed she has lined up kind of almost a puppet master cast but she went a step further and they got some people in this movie that is just unreal and remember that name Haley griffith she she's up and coming young girl but she definitely has skills she made me bring my a-game when i was on set with her and i was like whoa she won't play a little tennis with me back and forth and um yeah, Satanic Panic. Just be on the lookout and be on the lookout for Fangoria. They are doing great things and 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 Center State is behind that. Dallas Press I mean Dallas Sonia, if you're listening, appreciate your brother and uh thanks for all you do. Definitely. And I, this, I mean this is so exciting and, and I got, got, who you got in the room with you? Oh, uh, I've got my 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 co my podcast co host Alex and Sam who are also huge fans. What's up, Sam? 
<laughs> they don't have mics, so they're just waving right now. <laughs> right. Well, tell them, tell them Cutley's a fan of you guys. And again, I appreciate it. And um, I'll give you the scoop. Whatever I'm casting, I'll just shoot you a little message and say, hey, been casting this. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, we'd love to keep oh. in touch. Um, speaking of, of, of that kind of stuff, where can people find you? What are, what are you on social media? I'm on um, Instagram, mm-hmm. Official Skeeter Jenkins. I'm on Facebook. I got two pages on Facebook. Uh, three pages now. I created a Cutler Bear page. Nice. So <laughs> Yeah, so you can invite and Cutler Bear gets you. And Twitter. And Twitter, uh, okay. All of them are under Skeeter Jenkins on uh Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, uh, I always try to post something uh, inspirational for the day. Some of them are my thoughts. Some of them are thoughts from favorite people I know. Uh, And some of them are just videos of, I I often post monologues, just different things I'm doing just to to stay working. And and, uh, I'm true, as you can tell, I'm truly enjoying this this process. <laughs> I mean, you definitely seem like you are, and you seem you seem genuine on top of everything else. And honestly, that's getting rarer and rarer these days. So I got to give it to you on that. Uh, all right, if you haven't seen Puppet Master Lilith Reich yet, we'll be sure to leave a link in the description where you can buy it. Do yourself a favor and check it out. It's full of laughs, gore, and it's been some of the most fun I think all three of us have had with horror this year. Uh, that's- Awesome. <laughs> so that wraps up this special episode of the gory details. We hope you've enjoyed the interview. Skeeta, thank you again for your time and take care, man. We'll be in touch. All right. That wrapped it up. And as always, it's time for the housekeeping. You can follow Terror and Podnito on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Terror and Podnito. You can also follow us individually too. I'm Palmer at Sturmsworth. And you can follow our other usual co-hosts, Alex at A Looters and Sam at Sam Heaps. You can reach us via email at cast at terrorinpodnito.com and stop by our website, terrorinpodnito.com, for a full cast list and more. If you like the cast, don't forget to rate and review. It means more to us than you could ever know. Thanks for tuning into this week's special, and we'll be back with more terrifying antics next week. As always, keep it creepy. Love you guys.